fear is exist and should exist and if you believe that the huge largest biggest entrepreneur and high volume people are don't have fear you're wrong you know everybody has a fear you just need to take it and embrace it and make it as a motivation part of you right fear gets you fear of not having enough income fear of not being successful enough uh, whatever it drives you and motivates you embrace it take it as your motivation part right if you fear from something let it drives you in Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is Podcast. Matter of fact, it is what it is. Show. It's not even a podcast. It's greater than that. But you know what you got to do? It's your boy, CBMK33. Look, we have an exciting guest, an exciting episode, and I'm super excited to be with you again. But if you want to keep seeing amazing leaders, amazing influencers, amazing strategists, just amazingness, YouTube, CBMK. You don't even got to put in the URL anymore. I need to change that backdrop. <laughs> you don't got to put in the URL anymore because literally you put in the tagline and it pops up. It is what it is underscore show. Instagram, CBMK underscore global. Instagram, CBMK33. Instagram, all the great stuff. TikTok, CBMK globe. And now on fan base. Fan base, y'all. Download it. Follow your boy at CBMK. And you know where to go to get the best supplements the best proteins the best pre-workouts like what i have in my hand superpower only at www.cbmkglobal.store and with that being said let me introduce joseph lapco joseph how you doing today doing wonderful good morning hello hello Good <laughs> morning, right? Well, look, uh, good afternoon, uh, Joseph. It is. I'm super excited about having you on. I think your story connects a uh, very diverse story, a lot of evolution in the story. But for those that do not know you, can you just introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Joseph Lafko, um, father of three, currently in Tucson, Arizona but uh, originally born in Russia, spent most of the years in Israel and for the last decade traveling around the U.S. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Look, we're going to get into it and how, you know, he can't be. He's into uh, real estate, business consultancy, and we want to really flush out this story. Uh, but a quick word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. And we're back, www.cbmkglobal.store. Look, Joseph, so how did you get to this point, right? You you started off in Israel, came you know to the States, oh, Russia, excuse me. You started off in Russia, uh, served in the armed services, right? And then you came to the States and, um, you know, you 
kind of went into this entrepreneurship role. So walk us through, because that's a very, you know, that's a lot of intersectionality. That's a lot of path crossing, right? How did you get to this point? Sure. So when I was 17, I, I thought I will be a doctor. I still have that dream, but it seems like it's going away and away. Maybe my kids will be. But uh, I see myself in every point of life solving problems and taking challenges upon myself. And as long as I can continue to do so and bring value to people, uh, it doesn't really matter where and how. So, and if you continue to say yes to a lot of opportunities, then uh, you can find yourself in very interesting places. So yeah, I was never thought many years ago that I will find myself in the real estate, um, but it's actually, you know, way back, probably 15 years ago, I was managing a nonprofit building in the middle of Jerusalem and in the Western Wall, a very unique and historical building, yeah. millions of dollars of worth. And um, uh, they had some unique problems in the logisticals and system procedures. And I had to learn the the backside of the construction and the art and uh, high value pieces and granite from Italy and, you know, all kinds of nice stuff. That's how I got um, a little bit sick about it real estate and about the physical reality. And uh, as we moved to the state, um, my first job was I jumped in. I came in the middle of a snow and winter to Ohio. And uh, I started by managing or joining a company that managed hundreds of single family houses. And I came with a, with a summer shoes, um, you know, from Israel and uh, started my tour with houses and buildings and commercial and um, got stick to me and uh, thank God it's been many many dozens of projects behind and uh, I've been kept challenged by great people and say uh, you can do it and uh, and I did and I uh, will continue to grow in that role. Would you say that your your dream finds you because you started off with you know the dream of being a medical doctor right and then because you kept saying yes to opportunities, things that were kind of presented to mm -hmm. you, you kind of found this path of where you excelled at, right? Um, and you didn't allow fear to stop you in this growth. I mean, you literally went from managing a piece of property to owning properties. You found out like, this is something that I actually excel at. Would you say that you find your way as you go? Like, cause sometimes you hear uh, you hear from people that like I knew what I wanted to be like I knew it and I never had that experience I like I mean I knew I wanted to do this 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 but like a concrete definition of like I knew what you end up experiencing is that you kind of find it as you go sure so I think fear is exist and should exist and if you believe that the huge largest Figures, entrepreneur and high volume people are don't have fear you're wrong you know everybody has a fear you just need to take it and embrace it and make it as a motivation part of you right fear gets you fear of not having enough income fear of not being successful enough uh, whatever it drives you and motivates you embrace it take it as your motivation part right if you fear from something let it drives you in um, mm. So I don't think I have a fear. It's just don't limit yourself and be very connected and checked in 
always back and forth what you want to do. Make a full balance or try to have a, as much as you can balance with your family, with yourself, with your friends, and be truthful about yourself. Is it really talks to me? Is it really going to take me to the next level? Um, and um, for each person is different, right? Some people want to stay in a very stable level. Um, and as soon as the fear is gone and they have a stable income, that's it. You know, they don't have to fear enough. Uh, and some people, they never stop. Some people are, they have 90 years old and they're still working and they're still driving and they're still kicking. Um, so I think it's very individual and it depends on the person where you're going to go. I like that. It's very individual. When did it click for you? Like, okay, so you're managing this portfolio over in Israel and then you find yourself in the United States, right? Which is a, a, it's, it's a, it's a quantum leap. I don't know if it's a quantum leap, but it is definitely a geographical leap. Um, when it, when did it click when it was like, okay, I'm in my purpose. Cause you, what you found is your purpose, right? I'm in my purpose and my purpose is leading me to this place. Yeah. So actually I have a little bit, quite a story there that really changed my life at some point. So I was, I was in the late twenties. Um, I manage, I was co-founder and manage one of the largest Israeli party planner company, uh, which means, you know, 150 employees and offices and logistical systems um, and working with top production people and photographer and chefs and musicians. It was very fun. But at the same time, it was 20 hours a day of working. Um, and it's, you're always busy. You're always productive. You're always solving problems. You're always around people and massive action. But at the end of the day, is you paying the price for it. Hmm. You paying the price for it. Your family paying price for it. Your friends paying price for it. And uh, it's very easy to lose yourself in the process of massive action if it's not balanced with everything else that we spoke um, so eventually I found myself not feeling so well, got to the hospital. Um, and after a long process, I got some, some viral disease or, or damage in my, in my, um, in the back of my, my head, which eventually, you know, determines, uh, dysfunction. Half of my face was paralyzed for a while. So, you know, being in a hospital in the late twenties, for a while and you know rethinking and reprocessing the entire story where you are and is that really worth it that's kind of make my personal shifting do i really want to have 150 employees do i really want to do it the way it is or maybe i should reshift and refigure the situation of my life differently and part of that it's eventually led us to move to the united states and start our life in a little bit different way. So, so you hit this bump, I mean, and this is a serious medical bump. I mean, you're, you're, you're mm -hmm. in, the, you're hospitalized, you're dealing with this infection, you're dealing with this fallout from it and you're recovering and you kind of have this epiphany moment, right? Like this, mm -hmm. like, wow, you know, do I want to, live like this or, you know, continue because this is obviously impacting my health and my life. Uh, and it kind of goes against the grain, you know, work hard, work hard, work hard. And then it's like, but I have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. You might have a little money, but there's no peace. Obviously I'm sick. 
you know, so uh, the click was you need to find balance. Um, so how do you turn balance into success? I think we, you start with asking the right questions and put the right priorities in life. So is money is the highest priority? Is work is the highest priority? As work, I'm not saying it. Of course, right. it's a necessity. But if you don't have work, are you willing to get your family away? Are you get yourself away? And as soon as you build up and restructure your priorities, you invest the most of your time and most of your energy there, which means yourself, your family, your friends. And when you set up that way, your energy goes that way as well. And people see that. People, people can appreciate your value. People can appreciate what you stick to. Um, you don't say sorry about your values. So as soon as you shift it this way, everything around that, and it's amazing how it clicks. As soon as you're making that decision, everything goes back in, in the right places as follow. It's like a domino, but just a good domino that falls one after each other. And I've been blessed, you know, so far for the last decade, I've been blessed by surrounding myself with the right people, mm. with um, great people who surround myself, who continue to challenge me and questioning and um, and put me on the spot and saying you can do more, you can do bigger, you can do higher. Um, you did this, it's great, but what about this book? You, you read this, but what about something else? Um, don't forget yourself, don't forget your family. And um, that's really motivates and keep me growing. And I wish I had the same advice 20 years ago. This surrounding of oneself, this village concept, right? I think it's, I don't think people realize how needed it is until it's almost too late, right? Like you're redefining the village, um, trying to place yourself in ecosystems that allow for personal development, for challenge, for growth, for prosperity, optimization. But it's easier said than done because how do you, in this climate, right? Like, think about it. Like, you know, you did this, you said the last decade, so 10 years ago, you know, now when everybody seems to be tribal, right? And everybody is pushing against each other and it's, hard to unite around anything because everything is controversial. How does one find the right cluster of individuals that brings about this diversity and enrichment that you allude to? You know, it's reminds me a story of someone, uh, two people coming from, from a city and they, they meeting a rabbi on, on their path. And they, each one of them asking the rabbi, you know, how, how is that city that we are attempting to go to? And the rabbi said, well, tell me, how is your city that you're coming from? Right. And one person said, well, the city where I came from, everybody is a liars. Um, they killing each other. They, it's, it's a terrible place to be. Well, then he says, yeah, the city that you are preaching and you're going to, that's pretty much the same. It's also not so well friendly. The second guy asked him, well, how's your city? And he says, well, everybody's so lovely and so friendly. He says, yeah, the city that you're going into, it's also friendly as well. What I mean by that is 
we surround ourselves with the people we want. Same as two friends, the same way that they could find not the best people and not the best surrounds in the same city, they will probably going to find the same people in the next place they will go. They will see it from the same. What I'm trying to say is if you're very connected and you know where you want to go and you have these constant filters on, you know who's the right fit for you. And I think it's even you know, today when everything is online and connected, um, I think it's easier. I mean, if you don't find a good friends that are next to you, find them in Australia, find them in Russia, find them in, I mean, we, we on so many social media groups and sure. circles, uh, find the best place that you have the ability to breathe, to to laugh, to to cry, to to share. Each person should find the best place where he can be the best version of himself. I know I like that. I like that. I think it is a constant uh, seeking for truth. I think we do. It's easy to go to default. It's easy to say, well, I grew up here. You know, uh, this is the church I always grew up in. This is the synagogue I always grew up in. And it's never a, it's never a push to even embrace right not not necessarily you know configure or conform but to embrace right like we don't even start at the at e at e level right like it's like a no screw you you know but it's like but it's not a it's not a a genuine human connection that says i'm actually interested in humanity i'm actually interested in learning and surrounding myself with something that i might be missing and i'm not even aware that i am missing it right like this is a a constant push um, and I really want to dig into that because I, I want to see, you know, how do you, how do you build this kind of, so you started and now you start getting in, you, you have the experience, you have the, the, the traumatic experience. And then now you're here in business operations. And I want to focus on that. How do you build uh, this brand in the States? Uh, but a quick word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Awesome. We're back. www.cvnkglobal.store. So building this business, right? So you get here in the States. How did you do it? Like how from day one, you're here now, you know, you, you want to focus on entrepreneurship. You're not focusing on working for somebody else, going to LinkedIn, indeed, you know, career builder, applying for a job. You know, how did you do it, Joseph? <laughs> yeah, well, being on LinkedIn and applying for a job is still fun. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think, first of all, you know, it's not working for everybody. Yeah. Some people, they're meant to work with very specific structure, W2, um, you know, 5 to 8 or 8 to 5. Get what you get, get your bonus and continue. Some people, they always have ideas or they want to create more. They want to create much major impact. And I think I was like that all my years. Um, we came here for a 
bigger purpose than just click a few hours a day and, and move on. Um, so, so my path is still going, but I think you build your network as you go. Uh, you never close the doors, even if you decide to go and change your career and change your path. Uh, you always go away on the good terms. And this relationship is continue to be valuable along the years. You, sometimes you don't see it today, but you will see it in the years. Uh, be respectful as much as you can to people. So even if it's not working to you, you say it's me, it's not you, right? It's mm -hmm. you, you go apart in the, in the best term you can. Um, and you continue to evaluate yourself and create a new version and evaluation of yourself. Don't just say, I'm here, this is what I'm doing, um, and this is how I'm going to go retired. Always challenge and always look for new opportunities. Um, and be professional in what you're doing. But in the same thing, be, being focused. So um, I think focus is a big key. Relationship is a big key. Um, and adding value. If, if, you, if I can add value to someone, then I will be there. If I can, then I will stay silent. And I don't have to be the most vocal person in, in the room. It's always going to be a place for you to, to say what you got to say. I like that. I like that. Learning how to add and subtract, uh, how to remove yourself, but in peace, not in hostility. And I think that's a that's a lesson that is missing from today's climate. You know, now it's uh you, know, you guys didn't pay me a million dollars a year, you know, and they start, you know, people are making TikTok videos and, you know, videos on quitting your job. And I'm not saying it's not entertaining. I'm not even saying it's not hilarious, but I do think it's not professional. It is unprofessional and it is downright rude, uh, no matter the experience, because just because that person was ugly doesn't mean you have to be. And sure. maybe it's an issue of ethics. You know, um, you can't burn the world down because somebody burned your bridge up. Right. And that that is a lesson that it's like humanity doesn't want to accept anymore. It's like, no, you, you take my road out. I take you know, <laughs> you know, everything else has to go. And, and it's, it's sad because you do more damage and revenge than you do in collaboration. Right. Like if you um, you destroy yourself by, by yeah, you destroy yourself. your values, you destroy yourself. Yeah. 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 And I think the self-destructiveness is a result out of out of anger, um, out of disappointment, right? And I'm sure disappointment is common. So like, I always try to have mercy and understanding because we're human. And sometimes we have very, very human moments. Sometimes they happen at the wrong moments, like the Oscars, but nevertheless, they happen, right? <laughs> so disappointment. So Joseph, you have this amazing story, but I'm sure in this story, even post the hospitalization part of it. I'm sure disappointment was something that you've experienced. You know, you're probably acquainted with to some degree. How would you overcome that? Or how did you overcome that? Well, disappointment, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it could be a, a disaster, but it could be a, a room for growth. So a disappointment is when you create a gap between your expectation and reality. So the more you clear on your expectation from yourself, 
from the reality, from your superiors, from others, then you make the error or the room of disappointment much smaller, right? You have a, you, you're making assumption that somebody will deliver something in 30 days. And if it's not been delivered, then you're very disappointed. Well, I counted on that. I, I was building on that. I was hoping for that. But if you really think between you and self, is that really going to take 30 days? Or maybe it's going to take 45 days. You know the person or you know the technology, you know the reality. It takes longer or it takes shorter. So as soon as you comfortable with that, you don't have to say aloud, I know you're not going to make it. I know you're, you're going to disappoint me. No, just being in reality between you and yourself, have this extra time for things to be happening or extra room or have a backup plan. Say if this person not going to work or if this observation or approach not going to work, I have a plan B for the same strategy. Then it's not a disappointment. It's just movements. A is not working. We're going to plan B. Then you don't have to invest all this emotions and waste time and emotions on, oh my God, it's so been disappointing. And this exercise you learn over the years. You learn to put people and you very clear about your, your expectation. You're trying or you, you're at least trying to be with your expectation uh, to other people as well. So you say, I'm, I don't want to be disappointed. This is why I'm very clear and in front about my expectation. I cannot do it. I cannot deliver. I can deliver. Let's put it on the table. So we're not going to find ourselves in the ambiguity or unclear area that might gonna bring some disappointment or emotions that not gonna help any any of the sides. That's true. When it comes to resetting and redefining expectations, um, what expectations did you have coming to the US? Like one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs is capital raising. And to get into real estate, you have to have capital. Like they're not going to give you a building. I don't care how large, how small, what city, I don't care if it's in a rural part. You can't come over here with a dollar and the bank's going to give you a million. If you do, please tell me what bank that is so I can get <laughs> I can get this thing started here in Chicago. So how, how did you manage expectations? And then how do you properly raise capital? Sure. So I think... Israel and the United States are very different between their credit system and all the financial system around. Israel doesn't have a centralized credit system like we have here. Um, it's all based on, the majority of it based on relationships. So if you know the, the, the manager of the branch in the bank, you can get a loan and a big loan. If you don't, screw you. Uh, you can be one, one bank system poor and the other bank system across the street, rich. Um, you don't have centralized, you know, pros and cons into that. But um, in Israel, I was very connected, uh, top to bottom, from the government to the business uh, relationship uh, network. Um, and I think the lesson as soon as I came to the state was very strong because suddenly you are one person from hundreds of millions of people. Um, your credit score is zero um and you have to nobody knows you nobody gives you nothing right they, they don't even give you a cell phone they don't trust you right the system doesn't trust you and you have to learn the system um 
and you have to close the gaps, right? That the, the standard person, you know, who raised and born here, he started his credit system when he was 16, 17, he got his first credit card, he building up, you coming in your late years, married kids, and you have to understand the language, understand this, how the system works, everything in, in a very speed limit time, because you have to work with that. So I think this happens to a lot of immigrants, uh, that's why we see them much more successful because they don't lazy, they don't sleep. They have to close the gap in quick, um, which means the drive motivation is very strong. So um, I think it took me about six months with great help of friends and colleagues and family uh, to really ask the right questions and really understanding how the system works. And um, then you start building a network and you really... Again, filtering as much as you can. Who's the right person to drive with? Um, and you test them, right? If somebody's saying, listen, I'm going to build an empire for you. And you, it's very easy to believe. But you say, you know what? Let's, let's build a shower. Let's not build the entire house. And you test your relationship. You test how the system works for you. And, you know, if it doesn't, if he doesn't know how to build a shower or install a toilet, you're probably not going to give him a full project to to build. So you're not going into a long relationship and have, you know, the same disappointment as we as we spoke earlier. Um, so I feel pretty comfortable today uh, with a very wide relationship with banking across the country and colleagues and friends whose you know family offices. It's something that you build very quietly, very based on relationship. Hmm. Um, it's not not a big. It's not a big in China. It's a lot of legwork and a lot of talking, a lot of one-on-one -on -one relationship that you build over the years. Yeah. But eventually, you know, if you have a good deal or if you have a good capital, people trust you, people understand you, and then you pick up the phone and you can do magic. Do you think that's a lot? And I think that was a that was a bomb moment right there. That was a that was a golden nugget. Do you think that um the credit system here in the US is fair? So like I I've I've heard this. I've heard this, you know, from like um other individuals, you know, overseas is more relationship oriented. You know, your relationships can, you know, get you to this level of socioeconomic status. In the States, it's like that, but we've tried to create a system because the system was inherently discriminatory that we now created a point system or a credit system. But then the problem is the point system <laughs> is inherently discriminatory. I mean, I remember the whole Wells Fargo incident. I remember people getting higher interest rates based on zip codes. So it was like, even when we try to make it fair, it becomes increasingly more unfair, right? What what should be the, the system? Like if you had to design a system for business, like the the business model of, of, of transaction and accumulation of capital, what should be the proper steps if you were like the CEO of all banks? Well, it's a big title. I, I don't I don't think I have designed or have a desire to design a system for the entire US. But you need to have something in place, right? And I think um, 
I much rather to have some kind of system in point that can centralize the entire country um, versus like forget think about it from the other side. Okay, let's say you have that's a country of, of opportunities, right? That's sky's the limit. You you starting your journey in one state, and then you want to move to another state. You rent a U-Haul, you pack your stuff, and you move. You are you don't become as an immigrant to the new state, even though it's a little bit different, but it's saying the same McDonald's, same Starbucks, same Walmart, same Costco, same Trader Joe's, right. same, same, same Wells Fargo, Chase, or other banking system. It's very easy to move and find new opportunities and reinvent yourself very quick. In other countries, if you move three hours north to south, it's like a completely new surrounds, completely new system. If you don't know the people, you nobody. Here, if you have a good credit with, you know, whatever, if you with JP Morgan for five years and you move to the other side of the country, you still with JP, you just move, your paperwork moves, you know, in, in a second to other branch. You don't have to do anything about it. So that's the great part of the system. On the other hand, yes, a lot of areas is built and rely on relationship. That depends on you. If you can live your life with not knowing the system so much, just follow the way it is, have your debit credit cards, great. But if you want to do entrepreneurial work, if you want to do a massive action, then you should start in the very early. So to answer your question, I would embrace and keep the system the way it is, but educate people much more, which means give kids proper education of how the system works. Give them tools, give them credit card, give them debit cards in the very early stage to make them build a credit, build a system, invest earlier, uh, understanding much more the complexity of how everything is working um, and not just keep it to the big guys who's getting our, our funding checks and they do and invest everywhere they want. I mean, just see what's going on in the crypto world today on, on the hedge fund, you know, large corporation that used to be the way it is and it's continued to be the, that way, much larger corporation playing with our future and our fathers and grandfathers pensions. Um, so I want to give much more control to the young, uh, young people. And that's why I'm personally doing with my daughters, trying to give them much more tools and accessibility so they can work with the system. Uh, but, but but trying to be smarter. I like it. I like it. Education is is definitely. I think that we don't understand the value of education, nor is the American education system set up holistically. In parts, it is. I mean, like I grew up in Orland Park, so I I had a training that has been beneficial. Um, but uh, education is not one thing. And even in that, I felt like a lot of time was wasted on information that is not applicable in the adult world, right? Like I feel that there needs to be an added emphasis of math and science, an added emphasis in uh, linguistic and cultural understanding. You know, we need to start kids learning multiple languages as far as, or as young as kindergarten. They need to be fluent in two to four languages by the time they hit high school. Right. Uh, the world is much smaller. 
Um, people are engaged more and we have to see ourselves as a global citizen, not just as a whatever. So, you know, I, I do believe that it does start with that. Joseph, my last question, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Um, uh, for that entrepreneur out there, you've created, you know, you, you've traveled the world. I mean, like that story is impressive. I, I wrote down a few notes. I mean, from Russia to Israel, to the U S you know, that's a lot, you know, most of the, most people in the world will never have experienced something like that. You know, they will never know what it's like to serve in the armed services. They will never know what it's like to manage property uh, in Israel. They will never know what it's like to, uh, uh, be a uh, and serve in, in Russia. They will never know what it's like to travel to the U.S. right and or be or live here, and be a citizen of the U.S. And in all your experience, if you could share that one thing with that entrepreneur that is at their wits' end, what would you tell them? Well, start with the why. Start with the why. Question your own personality. Where you want to be because that's gonna drive you along the way. And as soon as you decide that you wanna conquer the world and sky's the limit, and the only limitation that we put on ourselves it's ourselves, because when the success was given around, it was no limitation. If your next door neighbor have a successful business, it doesn't mean it takes from you. Right. The only limitation is in our, our head. And as soon as you're interested in something, um, really dive into it. You know, I remember when I was 16 years old, I really been, you know, I Jewish or practiced Judaism and, and, you know, but but I was very curious about Christianity and and I had, you know, a lot of friends in, in you know, in the Christian world. Uh, I spent a month in, in, in Italy, in, in Rome. You know, I really, I want to understand that. I want to observe that. Um instead of define yourself and, and close your mind yourself, just, just be there, being exposed. Um, just a second before you criticize or a second before you have your own opinion into that, and we all have our own opinions, it's okay to be. Um, but just, just be open-minded and explore and learn. And as you say, you know, Italy or France or, or Russia, it's just one, one ticket. You pick up the phone. You book a flight and you're there. That's it. That's it. Well, Joseph, I appreciate you, my brother. Look, if they wanted to connect with you, they wanted to, you know, rent, uh, partner with you. How would they reach you? How do they how do they get into Joseph's world? I think the best way is LinkedIn, Joseph with F J O S E F uh Lapko L I P K O. Um, or email me, lapkoyo at gmail.com. Y'all connect with Joseph. LinkedIn is the best. Joseph with an F, J-O-S-E-F. Lavco, connect with him. Reach out to him. And if you want to keep seeing amazing, amazingness, amazing, amazingness, the new word for the day, man. C-V-M-K, YouTube, subscribe, follow, share, like, algorithm, fan base, C-V-M-K, TikTok, C-V-M-K, Globe, www.cvmkglobal.store, where the best elements are. And until next time, guys, thanks. Hey, thanks for watching. If you want to keep seeing amazing content, subscribe today.